The Pied Piper from the Dramatic Reading for Lower Grades by Florence Holbrook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narrator read by Christine G. First Citizen read by Christine G. Second Citizen read by Carmen H. Third Citizen read by Liberty Stump. Fourth Citizen read by Marty Chris. Fifth Citizen read by Marty Chris. Sixth Citizen read by Illy. Seventh Citizen read by Stephanie Hoffman. Eighth Citizen read by Heather Phillips. Ninth Citizen read by Marty Chris. Tenth Citizen read by Lucy Perry. First Councilman read by Noel Badrian. Second Councilman read by Chris Marcellus. Third Councilman, read by Hugh Gillis. Mayor, read by Barry Eads. Piper, read by Bob Gonzalez. The Pied Piper. Persons in the play. Mayor, First Councilman, Second Councilman, Third Councilman, Ten Citizens, Piper. Scene 1. The Mayor's Office. Mayor and Councilman sitting around a table. Citizens, come in. Our mayor is a noddy. Look at our corporation sitting in the gowns we pay for and doing nothing. See here how the rats made a nest in my Sunday hat. When I was cooking dinner, the bold rats licked the soup from my ladle. They are so bold they are always fighting with the dogs and cats. Yes, and they killed them too. My baby cried in his sleep, and when I went to him, there was a big rat in his cradle. What are you going to do about it, Mr. Mayor? You'd better wake up, sirs. Don't go to sleep over this. I tell you, you'll have to do something to save us from this army of rats. What can we do? I'm sure we've tried everything, but every day the rats grow worse and worse. I'm sure it isn't very pleasant for us to have the city overrun with creatures. I'd sell my ermine gown for a gilder. It is no easy thing to be mayor, and I wish I was a plowboy in the country. Try to think of something to do. It is easy to bid us rack our own brains. I'm sure my head aches trying to think. I've wondered and thought till I've no thoughts left. Oh, if I only had a great big trap. Yes, a thousand big traps. Bless us, what noise is that? Is it a rat? Come in. Enter Piper. Who is this who dares to come into the mayor's office without an introduction? Hasn't he a funny coat? But what a pleasant face. He smiles all the time. He looks like the picture of my grandsire. What is your name and your business, my man? Please, your honors, my name is Pied Piper. My business is to play upon my pipe. I can charm with the magic of my notes all things to do my will, but I use my charm on creatures that do people harm, the toad, the mole, and the viper, and rats, rats. Rats? Well, then, you're the man we want. We'll pay you a thousand guilders if you'll free our town of rats. A thousand guilders. Done. It's a bargain. Scene 2 same as scene one. The mayor and councilman looking out of a window. There he goes down the street. 
What a strange-looking pipe he plays. I believe it must be a magic one. Do you hear the music? What is that other noise? Look, look at the rats. Did you ever see such a sight? The streets are crowded with them, big and little, brown, black and grey. They are tumbling over each other in their hurry. Sir, he's going towards the bridge. They must think he is playing a tune of apples and cheese. There they are at the river. They are plunging in. They will be drowned. Good for the piper. Ring the bells for the people. Tell them to get long poles, poke out the nests, and block up the holes. Here comes the piper. That was well done, Mr. Piper. Yes, all the rats are drowned, and now I've come for my pay. Pay? Why, what have you done? Just played a tune on your pipe. You must be joking. You promised... You impudent fellow, you certainly don't think a tune on your pipe is worth one thousand guilders. There is no work in that. The rats are dead and can't come back to life again, I think. My friend, we are much obliged, of course. We are much obliged and will gladly give you fifty guilders. You know your time is not worth more. No trifling prey. I'll have what you promised, or you may find that I'll play a tune you do not like. What? Do you threaten us, fellow? Do what you please. Do you think we care? Play on your old pipe whatever tune you wish. Listen, then, and look from your window when I play again in the street below. Goes out. What does the lazy fellow mean by his threats? Hear his wonderful music. Listen. Oh, what is he doing? See the children. They are following him. There is my son. Where are you going, my boy? Come back. Let me see. Oh, whoa! There are my own three lovely children. Run, someone, and stop them. I'll go. I'll go. Runs out. It is useless. Every child in our city is following the magic sound. The music seems to say, Come, children, to the wonderful land of play. Their flowers and fruits will welcome you. The birds and the beasts will play with you. And you will never be sad or sorry in the wonderful land of play. No wonder the children follow the piper. Enthus. The children and the piper have all disappeared. A mountain opened and let them in. The children, the blessed children, have gone. What shall we do without the children? Oh, wicked man that I am, why did I break my promise? Why did I not give him the thousand guilders? Yes, we are all wicked men, and we are punished for not keeping our word. Let us write this sad story on a column so that all may read, and let us paint the picture of the piper with our little ones following him on a church window, so that all men may know how our children have been stolen away. And may this sad story teach us all to keep our word with everyone. End of the Pied Piper